0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Tuesday, the 22nd of November, 2022. I am Stephen Scott. Sean Priest is with me. We'll get more of your feedback. And also we're going to talk about a Braille device to enable gaming.
1: Hmm.
0: You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show.
2: Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest.
0: Hey, Sean Priest, how are you? I'm very good. Happy Tuesday to you, Stephen. Yes, happy Tuesday. Indeed, we are into the week and uh, lots to talk about, including this news, which we're going to get to later, of the Bristol Braille Technology Company, who we had on Double Tap TV a few years back, talking about, you might remember the Canute, the multi-line Braille display. Yes. Um and I think we had Ed on from the the show or, or on the show years ago. Maybe it was on the old show he was on with us. But yeah, I remember Ed came on to talk about it at the time when it came out. Uh, but they've actually moved on. They've they've created this new product called the Canute Gaming Dock, which uh, apparently will allow blind and partially sighted people to play and create their own video games. Create your own video games, no less. Wow, we're in. Hang on a minute! I'm really I don't want to create in- my own video game. I, just want to hey, play I was going to say that's too much mo- too much work for you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, just, I that. don't want to create games.
2: I'm really intrigued by this. I must admit, I haven't seen this story at all. So, um,
0: yeah, but what a, what a great idea! Anything that brings people into Braille, right? Absolutely. but well, hey, listen, this has taken it to a new level to some yeah? degree. I mean, look, you know, we, we've been talking about tactile devices for a while. And, you know, I'll be honest, I mean, it's because I don't use Braille, I don't get particularly excited about it. But I can totally understand, you know, we had Matthew Horsepool on the show the other day. And he will be just leaping up and down. Or in Matthew's case, probably just, you know, moving side to side gently on a chair. Yeah. Because you know, he's quite a relaxed fellow. Um, no, no, he's a professional. He well, wouldn't least yeah, Yes, exactly. He's not like
2: down. me. He may sort of stamping raise his eyebrow,
0: and... James Bond style. One yeah. eyebrow. Yes. it's like a, <laughs> hmm. Okay. Hmm. Uh yeah. Well that's that's going to be interesting. We'll talk about that story a bit later. Also, uh, of course, more Twitter news. Uh, it's just an ongoing. You know what? It's oh. just it's, I just read my RSS feeds now with <laughs> popcorn. It's brilliant. Um, but there's the, the three There's three main stories I guess from uh, Twitter this this hour. Um to <laughs> <laughs> be honest, every hour it changes. Uh, apparently Twitter's done with layoffs and is ready to hire again. Hang on. Yeah, what? the old staff hopefully but um so it had seven and a half thousand employees before must took over now it has 2700 um ready to hire again you know you you know one thing you could do with their elon you could maybe do with an accessibility team just a thought Mm. maybe you know bring in some people who know about accessibility you know for us blind people for us disabled people controversial is that controversial yes i'm gonna say it anyway i don't care Oh, you are a rebel me off with that air. clue. Take me off there, please. Somebody, <laughs> take me off there. All right, um, Howard
2: Stern. Calm down, <laughs> honestly. <laughs>
0: About the booty. Uh, right. So let's um, let's look at some other stories. Twitter won't restart paid verification until significant impersonation stops. So you know this problem with the blue tick, right? You brought it in a bit early, or like within a day, and it wasn't ready That's to not- go. That's
2: worrying though, right? To to actually implement that, which he did, and then pull it back again. It does so a slight, well, not a slight. I mean, you know, that's very hasty to just do it without thinking it through properly. Yeah. And then the whole grey, what was it? The grey tick or the grey whatever it was. So ridiculous. These are really certified. These are actual, it's like, what what
0: are we talking about here? I think they should take the ticks off all the people who got them and they should all pay for them.
2: Hmm. No, yeah, but the thing... Because oh, otherwise well, it's we, meaningless, We're, we're having right? this argument again. No, no, the, no, no. no. We, this is
0: about this is about the blue tick thing, right? So, so you know, yes. if, if you want to have a blue tick system which says you're verified, then why should somebody get the tick for nothing and someone else should pay for it? It doesn't because,
2: make sense. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but what do you think the tick should mean? For me, it's always meant that this is the actual person. The yeah. person you think you're following is the real Politician, the celebrity, the yeah. influence, whoever it's meant to be—that's all it means to me. It doesn't mean they're anything, uh, you know, special in the Twitterverse, if you know what I mean. So, I, 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 it's just—it should be there to prove that you're talking to who you think
0: to, to stop these impersonations. That's exactly the whole point of it for me. No, I agree, but, but I mean, I suppose it gets to the point: how do you verify yourself? What do you do to verify? What do they well, the do person. to verify you? That's what I want to know. How do they know? Well, so you? you must. There must be
2: a process in place for that. They must have to send some sort of photo ID in or whatever it must be to, to verify themselves. Well, that's
0: fine then. So everyone does that then? Yes. But
2: you pay exactly. for it. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, he's trying to, to generate revenue. That just seems like a really strange... I mean, that should be a responsibility of the platform itself to to, to verify... Who who's on there? If if it's someone trying to to play a a part of someone who is going to be influential in the case of a celebrity or a politician, it's down to that platform to say, you know what, this really is the person.
0: Yeah, but you know, if you if you go into something like LinkedIn, I know it's a slightly different network because it's more business focused, right? But if you go into something like LinkedIn, you can pay to be part of LinkedIn Premium, and that gives you access to you know better contacts or at least being able to contact certain people. Some people who live in Premium. You can't contact them unless you've got the premium account as well. You know, it's almost it's as if it's mm. like a separate tier. And I'm for that. I think, well, at least then it's a level playing field. But this idea, you know, you see a lot of these people on Twitter, they're like, oh, I've got my blue tick in. I've got my blue tick. In. No one take my blue tick away. And you're like, yeah, take your blue tick away and pay for it. You want it? Pay, pay, pay for it. it. <laughs> if you love it that much? You can pay your $8. <laughs> I'm with Elon on this. Get them paying. I disagree. What do you think, listeners? Email the show. Feedback at Double Tap On Air. Everyone goes on about equality, right? Are you for it or you're not? I'm oh, <laughs> still going. Okay, calm down. Okay, yeah. Any other Twitter news? Yes, of course there is. It's boring always me. Twitter news. No, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, sick this of is it. not going to bore you. You're going to love this. So, Twitter <sighs> okay. are now saying they're going to make DMs encrypted, so direct messages encrypted, and add video and voice chat as well. So <gasps> Musk says that um, the creator of Signal is looking to help out here um so that he says i can't look at anyone's dms if someone put a gun to my head this is i i thought they were encrypted at first i thought I'd i would, were. but i would they hope
2: they are but honestly i could care less if it's encrypted or not
0: well some people do right and you know, there's, there's and there's a lot of controversy around that because of course like everything else it can be used for good it can be used for bad i mean yes. look at the days of uh, remember how secure blackberry messenger was bbm and no, before my time. Oh, come on. I mean, I remember that. And I remember, of course, I, I, we all remember in, in the UK, the, the London riots that kicked off. And they were pretty much, it was BlackBerry that was blamed for that, you know, essentially. Not the company themselves, but the, the fact that the devices had such a secure and encrypted Our system. encryption is the enemy of society. It's <gasps> the enemy of democracy, encryption.
2: My my hard drive is encrypted. Am I the enemy of my uh, yes, computer? Yes, you are. Right. Sorry, computer. No, but... I'm doing that tongue-in-cheek. That, that is the argument that can mean. I mean, and to be fair, it is a difficult argument. It's like the free speech thing because we all want, you know, any terrorist acts or any um, yeah, uh, abusive, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, any yeah. abuse going on, right? We we don't want that. We want those people to be caught and that not to happen and that to be able for the authorities to intercept that. Yeah, at the same time, hey, I want everything, you know, 256-bit encryption, <laughs> and, and no one can break into it. It's the little yeah. Apple and FBI saga again. And, um, well, I was so going to say, I this is not unique to Twitter, it. right? I mean, this is, no, this no, is no. an Apple
0: thing. This is, I mean, very much so with Apple. I mean, privacy, this is the problem, I guess, is that, you know, privacy is, is sounds great in theory, and it is. And, of course, we all want privacy in our lives. But I think when you live on a social network, I mean, I think... I don't know. It's really difficult, right? Because there's two sides to this. One is the actual public conversation that you have. That's obviously public. It's in the public arena. I think still people to this day don't really understand what that means, which is why they get so worked up when people comment on what they say. Um, Mm. You know, I think people think they can just put anything out and they'll not be challenged for it. That's not my view. My view is you should be challenged on what you say. If you have something to say and you have a viewpoint and you put it out there, it should be challenged or at least can be challenged. That's the point. Um, but when it comes to private messaging, I don't know where I stand on that. I don't, know if I, would, I don't know if I would put my trust in a system because, I mean, a lot of people have been saying this about Mastodon, but actually by the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like it's any different to this. You know, Twitter, if it's not encrypted, then, well, what's the difference? Yeah, that's true. I, I think
2: I just believe that 90% of the population have no reason to want encryption. That's they've, probably they've got true. no yeah. need. I know a lot of people, you know, like the Telegrams and the signals. It's all about, you know, well, in countries where human rights may be um, restricted, then this is yeah. the only way that people can get stories out to to the outside true. world and things like that. And I, I understand that, but that's a very, very small
0: population or percentage, maybe. I don't know. So this was a meeting that took place on Monday, yesterday. Goodness, it's only only Tuesday today, isn't it? Um, Yeah, yesterday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Um, So (laughs) at the meeting yesterday, um, there was a a presentation called Twitter 2.0. And this was where um, Musk told the employees that not only would they encrypt direct messages, but work to add encrypted video and voice calling between accounts as well. Now, this is interesting because this brings it into line with, say, Facebook Messenger. Although, by all accounts, I was told the other day I was old for using Facebook Messenger. Apparently, no one does that anymore. News to me. Oh. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, don't I don't know it. what I use. I just go with where people are. Right? I mean, if someone's on Facebook. I'll just call them that way. If I'm if on WhatsApp, just I'll call double them tap that on way.
2: that notification. Right?
0: I don't even listen to where it is most of the time. Is it WhatsApp? Is it iMessage? Is it Messenger? Yeah, exactly. Although, unless you can see your recent calls, Have you seen this recent clanger from Apple. This, no? uh, so so this bug that's going around it must be in the the latest build of iOS 16. I know 16.1.1 is out cuz it continually tries to tell me to install it on my phone. As iPhone. you should. Yeah, yeah, I know and I want to, but every you know, it keeps saying I'll install it night. I'll install it night, and then it teases oh, me with I'm right. going to I'm going to install it tonight. And I'm like, okay, I'll well, install it tonight do it then. Now. And the next morning <laughs> it says, "Nah, I'll do it tomorrow." And I'm like, okay, well look, just just get <laughs> Sounds on with like it. like me. Yeah. <laughs> my iPhone is Sean. <laughs> Sean phone. Um but, uh, yeah, so I mean, this this bug is basically where if you go into recent calls and you swipe to the person you want to call and you double tap on it, it calls someone else. It's randomly calls someone else. Oh, uh, the old I called yesterday for a s- friend of mine, and he's like, I, don't, I have no idea how I called you. I called someone else. And I said, ah, you scary. called me. Come on, you wanted to call me. And he's like, well, I didn't want to call you. And I'm like, why did you not want to call me? <laughs> and that could be awkward. It did, well, it got very awkward very quick. Uh, I made it awkward. But, um, of course you did. That's you. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah. Now there was a similar thing in mail where it would you know, read the the message underneath uh, a, a couple of versions back that mail. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> on it's the old focus focus issue, right? Was this an iOS or? or uh, yeah, it was one? on
0: iOS. iOS. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, look, I just want to mention a couple of things because we've got feedback to get to, and I want to get to that, and then I want to get Bristol Braille story today. But also, just first up, I want to make, and I'm not going to read this out because he's asked that I don't or at least he doesn't feel that there's anything you would want to read in this. I would disagree. Oh, but um, okay. John got back to his following his email yesterday regarding Twitter, his views on this, and also cryptocurrency. He said, look, thanks for reading out my feedback uh, on the show. I really take exception to the fact of, of you not being in a silo assertion. But he says, I am otherwise pleased to hear that my feedback is read aloud and taken in the spirit it was given. That's what we do here on Double Tap. We read your views and we disagree with them. No, we... we, we <laughs> um, but yes, uh, he goes on to say a lot of other things. He does He does make the point about microphone crackle, which I thought would be interesting. He says... Uh, okay, yeah, I'm having problems here. He says, grease the pins on the XLR cable. It says, then make some very suggestive motions with the connector, and the crackle oh. should go away. <laughs> wow. Thank you very much, this Sean. This an that's interesting a... <laughs> turn. <laughs>
2: that's actually a really good tip. And <laughs> after the
0: show... <laughs> That was Calm me down. doing. Uh, that was that was sexy sound. Did you get that?
2: Sorry, I th- I thought that was some fuzzy off the Muppets or something. Okay, I I, I am going to re <laughs> shut up. I'm going to um, re cable everything because I think you're right. I think it's a cable issue. But thank you very much. And as for your email yesterday, um, yeah, absolutely. As as Stephen said, we do we
0: we will read out anything on air. Well, to a degree, but all your no, feedback no, honestly, is I, I, it's I, appreciated. If, if someone sent an email in saying. I think Stephen should be hung from the nearest yard arm. Um I'd probably read it out. Yeah, I would read it out. Because look, and I'm not suggesting you send that in, so please don't. Um but you know, again, if I if I stand up to this belief I have, which is obviously it has to be broadcastable, right? We are on a broadcast network here. We're yes. not just we're not just you know this isn't bedroom FM, right? Or you know, bedroom it's side. Shed room. FM. Shed FM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great How name! For name? Our, I've just had a great idea for a radio station, right? AMI, come on, get on, get on this. Let's let's have a side channel called Shed FM. That's what I think. That's a great idea. That'd be, that'd be so cool because it'd be like the channel that goes along with like AMI, which is the big mansion house, and you've got yeah. your little shed I'm, outside, and that's you just talking rubbish right. for twenty four hours a day.
2: Okay, before you run too far with this idea, I'm taking Mr. it F back. Mister F loves that <laughs> idea. I've just said no. He's, God he's you, Mr. It. F.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Yes. Thank you, John. Really appreciate that. And I appreciate all the email. I honestly do. And we read as much as we can. We don't always get to instantly, but we will get to it. And I do seriously thank you for sending it in. It means a lot to us. Uh, Now, I want to get to an email which we were going to read yesterday. I remember, you might remember I said to you, um, I would love to read this email, but it's just too long for me to go through. Uh, So I made a lot of do it. Uh, back. <laughs> she she was just back from holiday last night and she You're just like elon musk i you know i was like right, could could you, no i only want 80 <laughs> hours a week from you what's your problem here? so i said look you know could you maybe read record this for me so yes we'll see how she sounds but hopefully she i'm sure she will sound as wonderful as she always does this is our Fantastic. laura reading uh, the email from janine uh, from ira responding to gordon's questions around using ira for desktop
1: hi double tap people Stephen, you were correct when surmising that my fedora went flying across the room when I listened to Gordon's message about Ira for Desktop. Let me see if I can clear up some misconceptions and give anyone wanting to use our web based app some tips. Oh, wow. Ira for Desktop is a bit of a misnomer, as this is a web app, better known to Stephen and Sean as a WAP. WAP. Autocorrect hates that, by the way. <laughs> web apps run from a website and hence are generally not designed to have a function to remotely control your computer. This is actually a good thing and is done for security purposes. When we designed Ira for desktop, we had two options. We could make it a standalone app with separate versions for Windows and Mac, which would take a lot of developer time and cost. Alternatively, we could create a web app on a platform that would allow us to have one consistent app appearance and behaviour across many operating systems, computer and mobile devices. Guess which one we picked? That said, and sorry if it sounded snarky, We actually also wanted people to be able to use multiple remote connection tools to allow agents to control their computers. Currently, we support the following remote connection apps and extensions. TeamViewer and TeamViewer Quick Support for PC and Mac, Microsoft Quick Assist for Windows PC, Google Chrome Remote Desktop, PC and Mac Chrome Browser Extension. Mm. If you are frustrated with the main TeamViewer app, and who isn't these days... TeamViewer's Quick Support app can be downloaded for PC or Mac from the TeamViewer website. Its sole purpose is to connect you with someone else to remotely control your computer. IDs and passwords can be readily read using any screen reader at last look. This is not the same app as the TeamViewer Quick Support app on mobile phones, which does not work with Ira. On a Mac, you will need to follow a few permissions as you do with the full version of TeamViewer. We have instructions on using all of the tools mentioned above to get your Ira desktop app set up at https://ira.io/desktop. I'll share how I connect using my 2020 Mac, pre-M1, of course. If I'm working along and think I might need an agent to remotely control my computer, I first load TeamViewer so that it's open and ready to go. If you wish and have lots of spare time or need to punish yourself for holiday overeating, you can set up a static (laughs) password in TeamViewer and give that to your agent to keep in your IRA folder. I qualify doing this with the statements above because, when I did it a few years ago now, it was accessible on the Mac but not completely on the PC. I shiver to think what it's like now. A better solution is that once you get an agent on the phone, you can share your screen by tapping Command-Shift-S for Mac, Control-Shift-S for Windows – if either of those does not work, eliminate the shift key and try the command again. It's too late to have another cup of coffee today. <laughs> Once the share screen dialog comes up, you can choose to share your entire screen. Then just alt tab over to Team Viewer, and the agent can take it from there. Once they're connected, you can stop screen share as they can now see your screen via Team Viewer. In the other apps, Microsoft Quick Assist and Chrome Remote Desktop, it's much easier to find the code to give the agent, but you can if you want. Follow the same procedure as with TeamViewer and then stop screen sharing. Is it a bit clunky or complex? Maybe, for some people, and we're sorry about that. Once you get into a routine of automatically starting TeamViewer and doing screen share with your agent, it goes quickly. Gordon made reference to how Microsoft can access your computer without doing anything. I can't speak for his experience, but typically when I'm on with tech support from anywhere, they have me go to a website or click on a link from a text to allow them access. So there's a secondary process, no matter what, unless using a standalone app. All that said, please do come try the RFA Desktop app. It is still in public beta, but we've added a bunch of new features, like the ability to switch profiles, a photo gallery and a whole new usage area. You can also use the app without a camera if you have a desktop computer that doesn't have one connected, or if you want to use your laptop in clamshell mode. We'll have some more big news from Ira soon, so I'm sure I'll need to catch my fedora as it's borne down the hall by my dog. Right now, though, for all you Canadians, I'm dawning a spiffy tuke like it's officially cold here. Hmm, an Ira Blue tuke would be awesome, actually. Janine.
0: (laughs) Wow. I don't know what a tuke is. I don't know what that is either. I'm I'm terrified to Google it.
2: (laughs) Amazing, though. uh Absolutely. Thanks for clarifying that, Janine. Um, yeah, listen,
0: seriously, because that, that means a lot that you, you were listening and you, you heard that yes. remark. And, and you, I had a feeling you'd be listening, Janine. I just had a feeling. But I'm glad you were because I knew you would come and clarify that. And that really does clarify it. Um, this team viewer support app, I want to start with this because I have had issue with this, trying oh. to get access to the numbers and the, the password, you know, would tab through to get to it, or even, you know, VO left, right, whatever on the pc i couldn't ac- in fact it was the pc i think i had the problem with i couldn't access the, the details and i think it's often because i think i think to be honest the problem is that the application there's so many different types of application from team viewer and i think sometimes we can maybe be downloading their own one we don't know it so i'm going to be checking out that website and seeing if there's specific links to you know help us guide but chrome remote desktop is very good i kind of forgot about that that's a good option actually um And you have to remember as well that you know, know, I know you said Janine. Some people, you know, can use the Microsoft Quick Assist app. Two things there: one is you have to make sure it's updated, and it is the Microsoft Store version you're using. Because if you go to use it on the day and it's not there, you're going to have to spend the time doing that. We all know how much of a stress that can be. Um, Yes. So there's that. But also, I've called a few times, and a lot of the agents are using Mac, which I am not against. By the way, I'm all for. I think praise praise be to them. But, praise to praise the <laughs> um, but uh, you know, the, the downside there is they don't have access to that. They can't use it. So, um, yeah, but, th- yeah, this but it is, makes total you know, sense. But what, what Janine said there about the decision, you know, do we develop an app for
2: every platform? And then mm. you've got two sets of code that you've got to go through and update individually. Or do you just have a, a web-based solution, which you, know, you can keep on top of with one set
0: of code? makes absolute sense. But it's either way of doing it. These I mean, issues. Why, bother, why bother creating glasses? I mean, they did it at the beginning. It was yeah, very you're expensive. you're reinventing the wheel. Exactly. Right. Other companies have done it. Work with them. Work with Envision. Yeah. Work with Blindshell. Work with, you know, Apple. Work with whatever. Totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Come yeah, on, team good.
2: viewer. Sort your uh, game out because that but isn't Do you know what? It goes back great.
0: to a point that Janine makes, and I think it's an important one. Again, I've made this point, but no one listens to me is you got to be prepared. You know, take some responsibility for this. Get yourself ready. Get yourself prepared. Take the time. Um, because you can't. Prepare, kinda... prepare, prepare, prepare. And, and also, you know, around the whole subject of the, the, the password thing, that's maybe not a bad thing to do. Set up a static password. And then they can just access it every time they go in. Oh, I don't know about that. See, the trouble is, all these remote control, Team Viewer, and well, all the other things. Five minutes ago, lo- you're like, "Ah, who needs encryption? Oh, my everything's no, public. I don't care." Next no, minute, oh no, sent- oh, no, you're not coming in no, my no, no, computer. No, that's
2: different. That's like leaving your front door open. I'm not crazy, but I'm I'm saying, if I'm sending a message to someone, I I, I don't care if someone sees it. And I think it makes you behave better. It's the old cameras are watching you. makes you behave better. Thing. Rubbish. When I'm, when I'm talking about this, there are so many... The proliferation... <laughs> oh, this is going to be a difficult word. Hang on. Peripheralation. The proliferation... Nothing. I,
0: I'm, I'm so good, scared good about what I am going to say. on that one. <laughs> I am so
2: sorry. The amount... <laughs> Of uh, scam calls that come through, where they're trying to get you to go on TeamViewer or, or, or log me in or what—all these mm. remote access things—they've they've been slightly solid and soiled by that reputation. Oof. So I am very wary of of using those services. So there there is that aspect to it as well. People are slightly worried. I think.
0: Um, okay, I just want to mention briefly th- and thank you again, Ginny. That was a really great email, and I'm so glad you thank got you. in touch with it. Um, you know, Black Friday's on at the minute because you know Black Friday just seems to be a month now. It's just November. It's just Black November, basically. That's mm, that's it. Because yep. everywhere you go, it's sale, sale, sale. But there's one particular gadget. A lot of people keep asking me the same question. I find it kind of weird. I don't. I haven't had this question asked to me in a long time, and yet this year I've, been, I've had this question about five times already. From you know, various shows I've been on, things I've been talking about, people asking, "What are you going to buy? What are you going to buy?" And I'm like, I'm not really going to buy anything. I have no need for anything. But okay, I don't need anything. Do. <laughs> I don't. You never need have anything. a need for anything. You got a want. No, exa- exactly. I'm sitting here in front of a studio display from Apple, that I really don't need. But you know, <laughs> I like it, so I got it. It's um, got the webcam and speakers yeah, built in, the speakers into one the, thing. Yeah, I know, yeah, but look, it's, that's what I wanted. Right, it's less wires.
2: All right. <laughs> You're wrong, <clears throat> but carry on.
0: Uh, okay i know it's Free so speech. funny right i, I started <laughs> i started off with like less wires one plug that's all i've got one plug yep. i think i've now got 12 yep. plugs i don't know what's happened because <laughs> things keep adding on i've now got a hard drive i've got a lady a i've got a mixing console i've got a thing over here i've got speakers i didn't even want oh it's just ridiculous um, i have given up I know it's just impossible, but look—if you were looking for something, if there's something this year you were thinking, "I want to get something to some for somebody," and look, I know everybody always complains about what I say when it comes to you know buying things because I'm always coming up with the most expensive product in the store. <laughs> I'm not going to do that today. I am going to blow your mind with my suggestion. Ooh, okay, yeah,
2: I'm bracing is, myself.
0: Yeah, get ready for this. This is going to be amazing, right? Are you, are you sitting back? Are you comfortable, Sean? No, I'm bracing myself. Go on. Is that because you're sore? Uh, no, not at all. No, I'm, I'm waiting for your oh, surprise. See. Okay, <gasps> well, here it is. Uh, this is going to be under $100, $80 to be precise. Oh. And this is, and I think this is something we we don't talk about enough on the show. I think we want to talk about it more in the coming weeks. And it is the Fire HD tablet. Oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I did need to brace myself for that. I wasn't expecting that. Okay. No. Well, look, there's now, sales are on just now because of Black Friday, and you know they're always course. Amazon are always dropping the price. So if you you can get it on good deals, right? Um, and the, the, there's a brand. The reason I bring it up is because two things. One, the price, which I think is not bad eighty dollars for a really nice little tablet. It's an eight inch one. It's brand new. It's just been released actually. This new version. Um, I, I don't really know what the, the. I know there's a processor upgrade in it. It says it's 30% faster than the previous generation. It's got a hexa core processor, whatever that <gasps> is. Hex. Yeah, Not a hexa core. That um, means it's witchcraft. Exactly. That's exactly I, what it means. Thank you. I do. Um, know that. It's got uh, an 8 inch display, 2 gig of RAM. You can choose from 32 or 64 gig of storage, plus up to 1 terabyte of expandable storage with a micro SD card built in. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, that's. I, I I'd the best love
2: player. the ability to...
0: Yeah, uh, SD card expansion. It says, Fantastic. new design is thinner and lighter than previous generation. The screen is made with uh, strengthened glass. Uh, it's been measured in tumble tests. I like tumble tests. Um, and it's twice as durable as the <laughs> iPad mini. So there you go. Tumble tests. I'm sorry, stop making up <laughs> names for things.
2: Haptic tumble tests. It's ridiculous. Now, you look, dropped it.
0: A lot of people... Tended to look away, including me, looked away from this particular device for a long time for a couple of different reasons. One, it didn't have an Apple badge on it. Yeah. And secondly, although you can stick one on it if you want. I mean, I have done that in the past. I have just stuck <laughs> one at the back to make me feel better. Um, but actually, this is becoming a really powerful little device. It's got the Voice View screen reader on there, which is very powerful, does the job really well. It is. I mean, look, look, again... This is very much a leisure device it's great for you know family member for someone who's maybe not that into tech but wants to use it, wants to be you know able to use something as, as a blind person, not spend a huge amount of money. I think this is a good option and you know this just think about this you've got Lady Abel in there as well right so you can make video calls to friends or family just by speaking to it, which is True. brilliant yes. um, you can download apps like Zoom so if you go on Zoom calls or maybe you're in a group or you you know get together with people on Zoom you can do that on there. Obviously, you can get music you can listen to. You can update shopping lists. You can go on to Amazon and buy things. Um, you don't get Google Play Store. That's the downside. Um, but you do get some of the apps that they are available. And of course, you've got things like Audible on there as well. You've got all the music on there. So there's lots of things you can do with this. And you know, the key point is it is fully accessible. You can do everything you want to do with it. It's based on Android, right? This is based on an Android system. Fire OS is what they call it, but it is Android OS. And it's, it's good. I mean, some would say it's a slimmed down version of Android. And for, for a lot of people who've maybe found, you know, maybe just too expensive to get into that world, or maybe they just don't want to have a smartphone, but they want to have something to access content, then I think this is something that you might want to look at. And $80, I don't think it's a bad shout.
2: Well, Mr. Scott, that was well thought out, well presented, and uh, quite honestly, shocking from you. I totally agree but i will say this i do agree with you everything you said right it does everything i would want a tablet to do um how many have you got
0: um well you how, mean the one how i many bought have... or the one amazon sent me i mean because you know that kind of adds up no no
2: i'm gonna say <clears throat> how many of you bought well it's interesting you say that
0: because i have in the past <laughs> bought a few right um, yeah, so have I. Yes. But I haven't found them to be, at the beginning anyway, I just find them a little bit slow, but it's a bit clunky. I find the newer versions are certainly better. And, you know, let's not forget as well, they have Braille support in them. So you could use a Braille note taker with them. A lot of people don't know okay. that. So if no, you I have did. a Braille display and you wanted to connect up to it, you could do that. You can read your books on it. You could read your Kindle books off it. Um, so there's a lot of things this thing can do. And again, the price point, right? So, I, I you know. Oh, I'm if, with you. If if it's only price, then, you know, it's a good deal. But if you, and obviously if you want more function, then, you know, obviously you can go elsewhere. But I, I don't think, I think it's something we shouldn't look past. And I think well, I'm definitely going to go back and have a play and actually, you know, maybe we'll even do a little setup demo and we'll we'll show you how it works, like you hear how it sounds. Maybe we'll do a little Zoom call and try it out. You know, just, just do some stuff on it and just see how it goes. I am
2: being a little picky there, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you. For the price point, it's a, an amazing uh, tablet, I think. I'd, I'd, you know what? The reason I put down my last one that I had and haven't picked it up since is when I started getting adverts on the lock screen mm. and they started to interfere with my ability to quickly unlock the device. I thought, no, no, that, I, I'm, I'm not happy with adverts on a lock screen. I'm just not. It seemed to be pushing it a little bit too much for me and I haven't picked it up. And as you said, it was just a little bit underpowered
0: when you're using VoiceView, I thought. It Depending was, on how many yeah. apps you've got, yeah, it certainly so. was. I don't think it is anymore. But I will say, yeah. um, you can buy two versions. You can buy with ads or without ads. So it's usually ten dollars extra or thereabouts. I'm sorry, the I just no don't agree version. with that. I, I
2: honestly, I don't agree with that. I mean, I, I'm, I don't, I'm I don't buying get the it. hardware. I'm buying the hardware anyway. I'm a Prime member as well, and yet they want me to pay an extra ten pounds or ten dollars to to get what not have adverts on my. Lo- sorry, that's, that's not on for me.
0: Yeah, but you could spend 500 Uh, quid on an iPad and not get ads, you know, or get ads through the App Store now, which is what they do. So, you know, and you can't get rid of them. All right. Sorry. Are you being sarcastic at me? Unbelievable. Okay.
2: I I take it all back. It's fine. I don't know anymore what I'm doing. I would, you know what? If you're getting those ads, I'm going to ring up customer services and try and get them turned off without paying anything extra and see what they say. I think that I think you could do that. Sean's one man crusade for the most pointless
0: crusade in history.
2: No, no. Yes, it I, is. Actually, I, I, right. I, I do
0: feel it's, you know, Monty Python's back. Uh, it just feels a little bit, you know, pointless. I just to say, wanted an argument, please. Just, yes. just spend the $10 extra and shut up. All right. Said thanks. the Amazon support person. <laughs> 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 right, stick around. We're talking Braille next, and we're going to be talking about a gaming console for Braille. Yeah, apparently. Send us your feedback to feedback
2: at doubletaponair.com. Leave us a voicemail at 1 877 803 4567. You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the
0: show. Yeah, Stephen and Sean with you today, but please don't let that put you off. Um, but uh, listen, we've been t- talking lots about Braille in the past uh, couple of weeks. In particular, uh, we had Matthew Horsepool on the show recently talking about, Amazing. yeah, talking about Braille and you know the the, the kind of hardware that's out there. I, I kind of wish we'd had this story when Matthew was on. I'm sure he will come back on to talk about it at some point. This is a new Braille gaming system that's been developed by the company Bristol Braille Technology. Listen, look out for an interview with these guys on Double Tap TV soon. We're going to be getting them on uh, to the show, maybe even on here onto the Little Dog and Pony show as well. Who knows? But um, we're going to be uh, talking today about I this. Be, I'm not the pony. <laughs> um, I'll be the dog, He's... and I'm okay with, with the
2: dog. You can be the pony. No, no, I always want... No, I want to be the dog, obviously. Like Monopoly no.
0: with that Sorry, little dog. I decide. Dog My thing. show. I decide. I'm the Sorry. dog. You're the pony. Apparently, I'm the pony. Carry on. But, okay, so here's the first question, right? Because, I am I mean, you know, you could talk about the technology, <laughs> and we could talk about all the stuff they've made here and what they've designed, and we will, we will do that. Because, essentially, what we're talking about here is a multi-cell, multi-line Braille display. But it has that, you know, that almost full-screen approach. So it's like a monitor for Braille, kind of like what the dot pad was and is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what kind of games can you have on there? Well, Snake, of course, <laughs> that'd be cool. Hangman. Wow, now you're talking. We're not talking Call of Duty here, right? Let's just be clear. We're not talking Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto or bus driving truck simulator or whatever it is. None of that not yet not yet it's a bit hard to replicate on a braille monitor um 60 frames per second those dots yeah i could get behind hangman on this because that actually i loved that game as a kid that was actually one of my favorite games i just like hanging the guy um wow okay (laughs) No. i just wanted to get it all right so i could hang the guy draw his head then his legs then his arm yeah i think you had to get it wrong to, in order to be hung. Uh, I was never good at games as a kid.
2: Yeah, that's, that's probably why. Uh, so, what a fantastic <laughs> idea.
0: I love this idea. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so this is uh, Bristol Braille Technology um, based in the UK. And uh, they've been going around the UK in the past couple of weeks. There's been uh, various exhibitions going on. And they've been showcasing what this is, the Canute Gaming Dock. Uh, and uh, like I say, this is really, the intention is to try, and and this is the whole company's purpose, really, to try and create a braille machine to reverse the decline in literacy among blind people, which we've talked about often enough. The challenge of being able to, I mean, it's funny, my wife will say to me some days, how do you spell that word? And I'm like, I've got no idea. Mastodon was one we get picked up on because in the show notes I got it wrong. But I'd never seen it written down. (laughs) I'd never seen it written down. I would never seen it written down Never was not able to see the word. I was listening to it. So I'm just assuming it's Mastadon, not Mastodon, right? I didn't know that. So, you know, no, this absolutely. is, and that's part of this, right? Being able to look at a word, understand a word, that's literacy, right? Understanding spelling. So, um, yeah, this, this is what this company is all about. And what they're saying is that this is a product which kind of, you know, enables the community to do a lot of different things. I mean, it could be, um, you know, it could work with you know, reading books and reading music as well, reading graphs. But this particular device, this is all about gaming. Now, when's it coming out? Well, there is a crowdfunding going on, uh, or about to start, at least in the next couple of weeks. So you know it's not going to be happening right away. Just important to say that. Um, but this is a really interesting device. The, the first kind of look at it, it, it seems to me very similar to um, what is the current um, Canute multi-line Braille display. And that's kind of what they've done. They've kind of enhanced that with a screen as well. Um, which has got the ability to um, you know, visualise what's on screen. So great for learners, but great for teachers as well. So, you know, th- they've done where a lot is of the work. the
2: screen? I'm, 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 now in. I'm picturing like a book, like a, a screen on one side and the, the,
0: the, the multi-line Braille
2: so display think of this, on the other.
0: Think of this like a laptop where you've opened it up and you have a screen. And oh, imagine right. the keyboard and where the trackpad is replaced by a multi-line braille display. Oh, I got you. Totally got you now. Okay, okay. It's a bit thicker, obviously, with the nature of the technology inside it. It's much thicker and heavier than a laptop is. It's, it's like a Dell Latitude from the 90s. Um, <laughs> to be very specific, <laughs> now, the De- the Dell D630, which was <laughs> the heaviest laptop I ever owned. I don't know Nerd. why. I know. Okay. Now, the
2: Canute, am I right in thinking that uses pneumatic uh, a pneumatic system to, to raise the dots on that one. Is that is that what they can use to do? I have absolutely no idea. Rather than like peso
0: or, or the, the, uh, anything else. It, mm, anyway, sorry, I'm just wondering if that's why it's thicker. Anyway, there's not a lot more to tell than that at this stage but they are looking to to do a crowdfunder. Loads of information on the Bristol Braille Technology website. Not much more than I'm telling you here um, but this is something which is interesting. Braille video gaming. Um. So. I have
2: got so many questions. Yeah, uh, well firstly, that's why I want them what, on the show.
0: I want to get them on to what, ask questions why and understand is it called more
2: the about it. The the dock thing sort of almost like it's it works in tandem with something else. Um, but look, as a concept uh, this isn't going to be cheap. We we know this, especially if it's got a, a no. visual display on it as well. It's not going to be cheap. But you know, this in a couple of schools, you know, I'm thinking when I went to college and that for learning braille, I didn't want to read the, the the boring curious George braille books or whatever. <laughs> else it was you know just a game of hangman it just draws you in to to you know actually learning braille i mean we've you mentioned we've we spoke about the decline in braille before mm. we've spoken about it so many times yeah but more than that we're an example of it right how many times we say oh yeah braille fantastic fantastic are you learning it well yeah, that's some uh-huh. sort of kind of you
0: know we're, we're not we just don't take that extra
2: step and, you know anything that brings more people in fantastic
0: yeah, I mean, there's a device out, which I'm going to see while we're talking, if I can find the info on it. I believe it's called the Poly, uh, and it's from the American Printing House for the Blind. This was actually, it came up in conversation with the, um, I think it was in the Time, like top products of, you know, the year of twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, that's right. Times and, Magazine, yeah. Yeah, and this this came up in it, which was really interesting. Um, It was actually Rill Wilno who got in touch with me to tell me about it. She suggested this maybe was how we got Sean to learn Braille, um, possibly. Uh, So it's called Polly. And it kind of looks like, um, I'm trying to think how to describe this, it kind of looks a little bit like what I would consider to be a traditional um, Braille note taker. So, you know, flat with the Perkins style keys on top with additional Mm -hmm. buttons, but it also has other functions to it as well. It says combine learning and gaming for a Braille adventure. They've worked this is APH. I've worked in partnership with Thinkerbell Labs to introduce Poly. Now, it's a Wi-Fi-enabled device that assists people to learn and reinforce Braille concepts. With many components for input and output, Poly can provide practice and gamify the Braille learning process for students. So in addition to learning phonics, letters, and Braille contractions, you can practice typing on the keyboard and writing with the electronic slate during games. Reading and writing games include uh, letter race, balloon pop for spelling, games for practicing, dot location with different input methods. And the many explore categories provide free play with the device for our, the youngest learners. And the speaker and headphone jack provide auditory instructions and allow the device to be used in any environment. That sounds brilliant for kids. Um Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they'd bring out an adult version of this. I don't mean that, you know, it has to be rude Steady. or swear, you know, or, or, you know, say things that are offensive. <laughs> although, <laughs> although, you'd we learn. We are adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one way to learn. But honestly, I, I, I love <laughs> the idea, especially that auditory thing, because, you know, just being able to sort of work along with you, and this is what this is designed for, right? This is designed for education. Um, and, and I think this is the kind of thing you want to have in every school. And, I, and a device like the gaming uh, doc, the Canute Gaming Doc, that in a school, you know, it's going to make Braille super cool. Um, and with the price yeah. of these devices, I mean, yes, I know they are still very expensive. But in school, at least kids will have access to them. At it's least it's not in, going to be in, for in the individual home. Well, not no, not for the majority. Of definitely not. Anything. I mean, I think yeah. libraries might get this kind of thing in. You know, for, for blind people, maybe a that's library could really do it. Really
2: good idea. Yeah, libraries are, are actually getting popular again, aren't yeah. they? They
0: really expanded
2: their services. Yeah.
0: You, you need it in a community hub. I mean, I'm thinking of all the CNIB locations around Canada. They yes. have these drop in centers that people can go to. That's the kind of place you want to see that kind of device sitting. Because it's more likely the kind of place that, and you know, let's be honest, you're starting to see these places pop up for everybody now. Have you seen in, in like town centers now, they have these VR gaming centers and, you know, gaming places? I've even seen in airports now, they're bringing in gaming centers where people who are really? waiting for a flight, you can actually just go and sit down and play a video game for a couple of hours. And that makes, I mean, you think about it, that makes so much sense because if you only while away hours doing nothing, you can either sit on Twitter or Facebook or go gaming. Sounds good. No, no. Sounds good to me. Yeah, but I want to do it
2: personally on my phone. I'm not putting on a headset that's just been three minutes ago was on someone else's sweaty head. No, I'm fine. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah,
0: because you're so um, cautious about but, your health, what, aren't you?
2: Watch what you say.
0: No, I won't.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that <laughs> Yeah, a later we will. stage. <laughs> we will revisit that question.
0: But no, so but Polly sounds good. We're going to get APH on to talk about this. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, just a really interesting story. Rule, thank you for pointing that out to me. Uh, let's go to another uh, voicemail. This comes from, uh, or an email, I should say, from uh, Gordon. Now, this is in relation, I think, to Jeff's question yesterday about the whole issue on um, Mastodon and issues he was having with it. I think it was Jeff who got in touch with this one. Uh, So this is Gordon uh, responding to that. Here's Laura reading the message.
1: Hi, guys. Jeff was asking about navigating metatext. He's not doing anything wrong. Focus does often jump when swiping through a timeline. It's really quite simple to get around this. If it happens, place one finger on the timeline to put focus back on the toots, then swipe down with three fingers. This will bring the next batch of toots into view. You can also use one finger to swipe up or down the slider at the right of the screen, although that may jump you a lot further than you might wish. I hope that helps. Gordon. There you
2: go. Problem solved. Oh, wow. How, how's that for a quick response? Thank you so much, Gordon. I hope that helps, Jeff. And I'm sorry, I'm too immature for uh, MasterDom. Toots. toots. Focus on toots. That, that was the line for me. I just started giggling. I'm, I'm, I just can't use it. Sorry.
0: I, I, I'm, well, it's not. that's not the reason I'm not using it, but I... Yeah, it does sound silly. They could come up with something <laughs> better than that. Um, okay, let's get another one. Uh, all I've got here is it says Netflix support is rubbish. So this this sounds quite good. Oh. Um, this is, again, an email read by our Laura.
1: Hi, Stephen and Sean. I have the same problem as Frank. A little while ago, I noticed Netflix on my Fire TV Cube wasn't working with VoiceView anymore. I had a pretty terrible support chat with Netflix, talking to someone who clearly had never heard of a screen reader before. (laughs) After an hour or so, Mm. I was promised it would be looked at and I'd be emailed more details. I never heard anything again. It did randomly work a week or so later, but only fleetingly, and now no longer. It does seem to be far more difficult than it should be to report accessibility problems. This is what worries me most about what's happening with Twitter. One other thing, I enjoyed listening to your YouTube clip of Double Tap with Red Sail recently, but is there any way to watch the full thing in the UK? Anyway, please keep up the good work. Much as I enjoy hearing you read out the email, Stephen, what have you done with Laura? What have you done with Laura? I'm hoping she's signed a deal with Audible to read out the complete work of Negative Julian. <laughs> Fingers crossed. John. <laughs> P.S. Hashtoot friend of the shed, or whatever I'm supposed to be saying now. <laughs>
0: Amazing! <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, well, you, you, there you go. Laura's back. She's read your email for you. There you go. Um, I hope you're she's happy. She's some know time what? off, you know. Is she? Oh, she, okay. is. she is. You're not. She
2: is. <laughs> now, I am going to, uh, straight after the show, I'm going to go in and I'm going to open up Netflix on my... Fire Stick and check this out. Still haven't done it. So our listeners listeners are doing the work for you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm all for it. Yes, yes. Well, we weren't, hang on, to to be fair, we weren't sure if Frank was talking about the smart app on his TV or the Mm. Fire TV Stick because as far as I was aware, the Netflix app was accessible on the Fire TV Stick. But I will double check that. I'm going to go back in and and check. You know, a lot of the time, I simply ask my smart speaker to play so-and-so on my Fire TV and I don't even actually go, into the interface of the uh, Fire TV or Netflix itself, so mm, I will I will check it out though.
0: Yeah, that's um that's disappointing if that's the case. It is. I, I will say. I mean, I don't mean to sound like I'm defending these people. Um, you are. <laughs> there is no. Def- <laughs> I just How left many you the gap it? to say that. <laughs> no, no. Have no we let had me Let me say it before you support? start shouting it down. All right, right, let me just okay, say it. Then, right, then okay, shout it down. Free Feel free. Exactly. No, no. Let me let me at least speak before you shut it down. That's the deal, I'm, right? Canceling um, you. So I'd I, I could have been cancelled for all I know. This this we could just be doing this for ourselves. Mr. F might just be taking this and saying, "Yeah, guys, that's great. Bye." Oh, it's gone out. And then you know, yeah, God of course, bless you, I'm Mr. Out. F. Yeah, exactly. Um No, I, I think when it comes to this, I think these companies are dealing with so many applications all the time. They're rolling out updates. Things break, and I think the time it takes to get around and fix all the issues. Terrible. No, I'm not saying it's right, but. Yeah. It is important exactly that we feed it back. That's the important bit. Because if they don't know about it, then they're not going to fix it. So I'm glad we're talking about it. That's the important thing. All right. Um, okay. As, the, as Where's to the his question. Email, what? Where's his email back? Oh,
2: we're going to look into it. After about an hour of talking to this guy, on the phone, oh, yeah, you know what? We'll look into it, and I will email you back. They never do. What they're doing is just saying, look, I'm fed up of not knowing what you're talking about. Go away. That's what they, they need. Think how everyone I deal should with you. should know what accessibility is.
0: <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I'm fed up dealing with what you're talking about. Sorry. Go away. Carry on. Um, so uh, to your other point there about Double Tap TV in the UK, uh, well, look, I, I have, have absolutely no control of anything. Um, as you can probably tell, my own spending you're has wrong, issues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. My, your feedback is important to us. <laughs> We, we will definitely respond in kind by never responding to you again. Um, no, I, I don't know. is a short answer, but we are on YouTube. We've got YouTube, right? Is that not good? Is that not a good thing? You want more? I mean, look, I can't so, help this. People are. Pop- we're, we seem to be popular doing this thing, and I don't know how that happened, but can can we stop that? Because I don't want to be we popular. stop being? Imp- what are you asking people to stop watching now? No, okay. I'm just saying stop, stop, stop telling me you're watching. I just just enjoy uh, it. Uh, Okay, so
2: <laughs> it's not about C- this
0: stuff on the YouTube. I don't it's deal the Red with
2: it. Cell, it's the
0: Red Cell episode. Double Tap TV, full episodes are available on YouTube, right? Uh, not full episodes, no. So we break it down. This, so it's it's intentional. You, we break it yes. down onto the, onto the YouTube platform. A, so we can spread out the content a little bit and give you more spread to watch out. over the week. And also, <laughs> you know, oftentimes, you know, a lot of people are just not going to sit and watch a whole episode. You know, who's got the time? You know to sit and watch all that stuff, and I, I when Mark and I talked about it, and I'll be honest, Mark is more into this than I am. He's the expert when it comes he to is. you know the internet. Um, I'm aware of it. I'm against it. Um, <laughs> I think more <laughs> he's the expert when it comes to the video production side and where well, that goes as well. Yes, but also yeah. the social media. and fairness, and you know, I, yes, I said to him, true. look, you know, do do people really want to sit and watch lots and lots of you know like a full interview or a full episode? And we decided that actually, you know, shortened clips was probably more likely to be uh, popular. So that's uh, how that came about. And that's as far as I know about it. But, you know, look, we will okay. certainly feed this back. And if that's something people want, then, you know, we can talk about it. I mean, I'm not against it. I say that with absolutely no power over anything. So that I can say anything here. I could say, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it as of tomorrow. Or not. I don't know. Okay. Is that helpful? Lovely, Lovely answer. Yes. <laughs> I'm being honest. I, I could lie. I could say, yes, we'll fix it tomorrow, but I, I'd be lying. Yep. Okay. Tell you, I Email Emailing. You, you do you can want tell to you see lies. everything? Yeah. Pardon? <laughs> not, not everything. I'm not doing that not- on YouTube. Just- <laughs> Listen, I'm all for getting the numbers up, but that's pushing it. <laughs> or killing it completely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think that would be the end of the YouTube channel if we did that. I'd be the first YouTube channel to be deleted. <laughs> Carry on. Um, but, yeah, so that's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, with the, the whole Fire Stick thing. I, I'll be interested to try that. It, it is annoying because I'm thinking, again, just back to what we said earlier about the the Fire tablet. And that's a, that actually is something I want to test as well. Like, how accessible is it on there? Because you would mm-hmm. think, I mean, I guess it's a different application, but you would think that it would be, if it's inaccessible on one, it would be inaccessible on the other. And I'm hoping that's not the case. Yes. But then if it's so an Android app, because I'm assuming, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But, maybe you'll know this, it's, it, it, are the apps that are being downloaded onto Fire tablets Android apps that are running on um, Fire OS or are they specifically built for Amazon Fire tablet?
2: No, that is a good question. Actually, I don't know. I think they are just Android apps. I think they are still a- APKs and, and things like that. So I think they are... Um...
0: Because yeah, if that's the case, know. right? If that's the case, then it then should it be it means... the same as it is on Android phone. Well, yeah, exactly. That's right. So if it works on Android... It'll work fine on Fire tablets, right? So That's, what I want okay. Amazon to do, come on, look, Amazon, just bring back the Fire phone. Honestly, I liked the Fire phone. Did you I have one? I wish I'd got one. Oh, no, I didn't. Nah, I wish I'd bought one at the time. Oh, well, you could no, say I you didn't. liked it, and you never owned one. It could have been absolutely terrible. Well, I think it'd be better now. And you can imagine, I mean, can you imagine how much they could bring that out for in terms of price. They could undercut everybody with that. Isn't that the problem
2: they had? How much was it? I can't remember now, but I, I've got a feeling it wasn't as cheap as we were expecting it to be from Amazon.
0: Well, yeah, and be, bear in mind, this was, I think, before everything else, right? I mean, this was kind of around the Kindle era launching. There wasn't really a tablet, I don't think, at that time. Um, so, you know, it, it, I think today they would definitely be able to, they, well, they would, they'd be able to mass produce it for, I, I bet they'd sell it for $100. I think they'd sell it for 100 maybe 100 hundred, two hundred $200 max. Mm. Um and I think, I mean, can you imagine how popular that would be? A fully accessible phone with the access to all the Google Play Store apps potentially? Because you can sideload them.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, but you've already got cheap Android phones anyway. So, I mean, they're affordable. And as long yeah. as they haven't hacked it around too much, as in their customizable version of Android, you still have TalkBack on there. You know, the accessibility suite is a download. So I'm not hmm. convinced. I think anyway, Amazon are probably,
0: yeah. Okay, sorry. We're out Carry of time. On. But uh, listen, thank you again for being with me. Really interesting calls and chats and uh, emails today. Thank you to Laura for reading them out and uh, keep them coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. 1877-803-4567 Six is seven. voice. Stop that voicemail sorry. number. You can leave us a voicemail and uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Thank you, Sean.